Hello and salam. Welcome to Muslim Viewpoint, a new podcast series powered by American Muslim Today, a groundbreaking nonprofit digital newspaper which champions civic engagement. AMT informs and empowers the diverse voices of almost 30 million Muslims living here in the US and other Western countries. I'm Rifat Malik, I'm AMT's Editor-in-Chief, and today we have an interview with three men who've combined Texas barbecue and traditional halal dishes to create a unique array of spices. With growing media coverage, they're also gaining a rapid community-wide following. All three, who moonlight as doctors and professional recruiters, spoke to our reporter, Maya Geller. Um, so I wanted to start with some background stuff. So if you could tell me about um, like your day-to-day job. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I am an, a doctor. I'm an endocrinologist. So mostly I deal with uh, people with diabetes or very high cholesterol. And um, I work at an academic institution. So I do research as well and I teach in addition to seeing patients. Um, so that's kind of my day-to-day. Every day is different, but that's in a nutshell my daytime job, yeah. And Rehan, can you uh, tell me about your yeah. day job? So I'm a, uh, I am uh, run a staffing company. Uh, I'm the COO, founder and COO of the company. And um, essentially we're like a temp staffing agency. Uh, where we have people in 46 different states working for us um, for different clients, Fortune 1000 clients generally. Yeah, so I'm Nick Guy. I'm also a physician uh, here in the Dallas area. So, Okay, awesome. And then, so how, th- how do you three know each other? Uh, just socially, I guess we first met um, uh, just... You know, Muslim community in Dallas, uh, you know, you just meet at davits and parties and things like that. Yeah, so uh, what made you three want to partner together to start this line of halal spices? Well, uh, there's a whole backstory if you want to hear it. Yes, Um, (laughs) of course. Well, we kind of started, and this is published in other places too, but we kind of started um, doing competitions. Uh, we would compete amongst ourselves. Um, and then we started competing in external, you know, uh, non-Muslim competitions and winning them. And out of that, uh, we, the spice mix idea came out because, uh, you know, our flavors are, are unique. They're kind of a mix of our first and second cultures, I call it third culture barbecue, but um, you know, they kind of mix of things. And, uh, and so that was, and the three of us were kind of the leaders of the pack, I guess. We were the ones that are kind of doing the work and the competitions and, and doing stuff. So we, it was just natural for us to work together. The guy, Rehan, do you have a different recollection? No, I mean, that's kind of, that, 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 that sums it up pretty, pretty good. I, th- I think, you know, with the the social media and the WhatsApp group, I mean, it was the three of us that were. I mean, Zahid has always kind of maintained the most involvement, but I think the other the others of us did as well in the early days when it was still kind of a smaller community. Um, and so, uh, kind of that's kind of what uh, it really of, started off in, a, in as a kind of a 
a, a group who got together to do a brisket competition and became then it kind of expanded to whatsapp groups which grew actually now globally um so what made you stick to specifically spices yeah that's a good question we thought about a few different things like we could have opened a restaurant or um or a food truck or something like that or there's plenty of options but uh, the three of us have full-time jobs, as we told you, um, and and they're good jobs. We like our jobs. None of us want to stop working. Uh, so we had to think of something we could do that would, you know, fit in with our busy lifestyles, something kind of low-key, um, something where we didn't have to spend a lot of time away from our families and stuff like that. So essentially, a very much a side hustle. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think the simplicity of spices uh, in terms of, recipes in terms of preparation and handling uh, works out better. And honestly, that's what we were doing anyway. I mean, for all of our barbecue, it was, you know, buy this spice rub off the shelf, buy this one. Hey, have you tried this? Uh, and that's kind of how majority of our barbecue, I think, already was. So it just kind of fell into line that, hey, let's make our own. And it's going to be a dry spice mix like everybody else. We weren't heavy on sauces at the time. And I I'm still not heavy on sauces. So for me to do a sauce was a little more kind of, you know, new versus I think, I think a dry spice rub just made more sense. Um, so can you tell me about the specific spices? Um, you know, what are the flavors? Are they, as you said, traditional? Are they more updated? Um, yeah. Zahid, right, you can start with Texas tandoori. Yeah. Uh my, I like your word updated. That's a good way to describe them in a sense. Yeah. Um, so our first spice mix that we made was Texas tandoori. Uh, we, we came up with the spices um, for a competition, which we came in first place for. And uh, it, it took a year, actually, of, of us tinkering, mostly in my kitchen, uh, with the spice mixes until we got it exactly where we wanted it to be. And we wanted it to be very simple. Because for a competition, we can't sit around messing with yogurt, you know, large batches of yogurt to serve 500 people. We can't do that. We needed something we could just apply to the meat and grill it. And so that was kind of the way we tested it and the way it worked out. And, um, and so, yes, I would, I would say it's maybe an updated tandoori mix compared to everything else in the market. Uh, it has a little bit more pop of flavor, which probably people are used to now. In the past, you know, when we would make, our parents' generation, when they make a dish, the flavors kind of all meld together. Uh, but when you have our spice mixes, you you have different tastes in your mouth. You have kind of you know phases of different flavors, um, and so that that's kind of how we were thinking about it. That's the first one. The second one was sumac black, which Nagai came up with. So that one is an is uh, has a little bit of activated charcoal in it. And that gives you the black color and a really nice kind of texture and crust on beef. And so for red meat, it's a very good one. Uh, and the primary flavor is, is sumac. And so, again, pulling from Mediterranean flavors and kind of incorporating them into dry rubs and mixes and, and flavors that most people have may or may not have necessarily come across in such a convenient fashion. I think that was uh, part of it. The next one was SPGC, right? Yeah, I think that or or was yeah, it uh, or Terry Perry? Perry I, Perry. I think they were kind of, it's kind of simultaneous, but 
but Terry Perry was uh, well. SPGC is basically salt, pepper, garlic. But um, the way uh, we do it is we 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 cr grind the, um, the the coarseness of the salt and pepper are important to us, and the garlic. So um, we have it a slightly coarser grind, which we haven't found anywhere else. And you know, some people like it, some people don't. But most people seem to seem, seem to like what we what we've done with it. Um, the and it's got a little bit of chili in there too. And then the second uh, one, Terry Perry, was basically uh, something that I think I'd experimented on and made at home, which involved Perry 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 seasoning, which is this um, uh, South African uh, kind of Portuguese influenced uh, seasoning. Uh, with um, I combined it with um, like teriyaki seasoning, so we've made that into a rub uh, and calling it Terry Perry. So it's kind of Asian, South African, Portuguese uh, mixture, you know, I don't know what, how we described it, but kind of a, a merger between merge between those three different flavors, and um, it came out pretty good. Um, and then we came up with uh, what was the last um, what was the last one? Monday. Monday was next, yeah. Uh, which is more of a Middle Eastern, almost Indian uh, kind of. Uh, Rub, which which Monday is actually a very typical uh, Middle Eastern dish, but this was kind of an Indo pack version of it. Um, so it's it's got some of the interesting flavors like garam masala and all that. But um, you know, it was something different too, and um, works well with you know beef, lamb, uh, and pretty much anything else too. Uh, so the rubs we have currently, we're still work, we're working on some more. Which we have There's one more hot fries, right? Oh, sorry, hot yep. fries. Yes. So hot fries. Um, the story of hot fries is mostly from me and my child, one of my kids, uh, who's super addicted to flaming hot Cheetos and the other chips similar to that that are called hot fries. And and to get her kind of off of those, uh, I tried. I used all natural ingredients to mimic the flavor. It's not exactly the same because you know. Flaming Hot Cheetos has all these chemicals in it I can't really replicate. But it's actually pretty close when tasted raw. When you cook it, the flavor changes a little bit, but it's still a lot of umami, a lot of flavor, some spice. that You can kind of still tell that it's, it's inspired by Flaming Hot Cheetos. And it has a really nice red color. Um, but that, that one you know, just kind of came out of my desperation to get my daughter off of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, I feel like as a native Texan um, and a Hispanic, like that's, yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can eat a whole bag of hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. Or the other ones are like Takis and there's yeah. a whole, there's right. a, several of them that, that we I try to kind of mimic the flavor of it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so it sounds like you guys have a lot of passion for cooking. Um, can you tell me more about that? And then uh, specifically about the recipes that are on your website? Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think I, we we all all three of us have a different kind of level of passion, a different passion for cooking. Um, I think um, I'm definitely into uh, you know the Indo, Indo pack style cooking. I, I like that, but I also obviously like barbecue. So, um, but I'm up, up for cooking anything, and I like you know like I cook a ramen that takes like you know overnight. It, you know, it takes to to cook the broth. So I like to take my time and. Uh, for me, it's the, the the journey is the destination as well. So I, I really do 
spend a lot of time researching and making sure I've got the right ingredients, fresh ingredients and all that kind of stuff um, to make whatever I'm making. And I do go above and beyond, I think, to create a dish that I think it, it makes, even if it's like a 2% differential on taste, I think it's worth it to spend an extra hour on it. <laughs> so I'm a bit extreme when it comes to that, but that's that's me when it comes to cooking. But Zahid, you know, I, I kind of take the other end where, for me, cooking is, you know, I, I enjoy the eating. So the cooking part of it, I keep it very simple. And I look for rubs and, and flavors and, and everything where I can just, for me, the, the whole idea of our rubs where you can just put it on the meat, you can put it on heat and fire and whether it be a grill or the oven or saute it and you're done and you don't have to, you know, overthink it. You don't have to do it and you don't have to, you can, you can add to it and make it more complex and more unique, but you can just leave it alone. And, and that's how I've always been is I want to decide now I want to make something within half an hour. I want to be able to eat it. So what's the easiest way for me to get from here to there. And that's kind of my kind of uh, take on it and, and how I do things. So Rehan will plan, you know, tonight what he is going to eat for sunday versus i will plan sunday afternoon what i'm having for dinner on sunday so yeah then i'm, I'm somewhere in the middle i'm the goldilocks um <laughs> to me the most important thing is just that it tastes good and people actually eat it and if, if nobody eats it then it doesn't matter if you spend a lot of time or a little bit of time um and so i i kind of focus on recipes that i think my family will eat uh, but I've been I've been grilling since I was you know nine ten years old because my mom used to love to grill uh, with charcoal or gas. You would you know cheapo you know we didn't have a lot of money so I'm sorry I shouldn't say that but we had plenty of, we, we lived comfortably but um, but we just had cheapo grills and um, but she would do it I mean she would skewer the meat she'd grill it she'd do everything I did it with her and uh, she was the first pit master I knew. And then you know, as I got older, as I moved to da I moved to Dallas about 20 years ago, and so um, got exposed to things like brisket and and whatnot, and eventually learned how to make it myself. And and uh, that's one way that the three of us actually bonded is talking about brisket all the time. Hmm. Yeah, and then so how were those recipes developed, and and why choose those specifically? A lot of trial and error, a lot of things that we would see or, you know, uh, some of them were, okay, here's your classic recipe. How do you simplify it? Or here's your classic recipe and how do you add a twist to it and make it a little bit more unique? Um, and I think a lot of things were just a matter of, you know, techniques. So some of these recipes are techniques. For example, you know, the big, big green egg that we use most people open the, the dome and put the meat on the grate, kind of like a traditional grill, versus for us, it was converting it more into a, a tandoori style, you know, cooking device, and we would drop the food down the top. So, so some of it was not even necessarily the recipe, but just modifying the techniques of, you know, how else can we do this to get similar results? The other part is we kind of learned from each other what, what recipes we already knew that we were very good at. We would teach each other. Like I learned how to make ramen from Rehan. Um, and I learned how to just put, you know, spices on meat and just grill it real quickly from the guy. And, uh, and then when we would have competitions, actually the, uh, the people who would win, I would always ask them, can you share your recipes with us? So a lot of our recipes come from there. 
they come from people who have won or participated in different competitions. Mm. Um, and then more recently, the recipes kind of come from our spice mixes. Because when people buy them, they want to know how they can use them. And we have to have some, some things for them to do. So we have at least a, one or two recipes for each of our spice mixes. Some have more, some have less. Um, but, but that's kind of the... So now when we make recipes, we're thinking of how we can use our spice mixes in some creative way or some way that would save people time and effort. Um, so how do you guys plan on expanding, if all, um, into more spices, more recipe type stuff? Um, yeah. I think we always are thinking about new flavors to add, right? And because there's so many flavors that are still out there that are that you can bring into the community and let them taste and let them explore. So, so we're looking at new flavors and new spices to bring in. It's a little bit, a lot of a lot of time spent in in R and D, um, and so I think that's that's always kind of one of our objectives. Is you know we've got the ones that we have now, but I, I don't think any of us are, you know. Are, are willing to say this is it don't expect anything more i think we all have more to bring to to the community the barbecue community yeah so i think i i suspect that next year you'll see us come out with several more spice mixes um because that's half the fun of doing all this is coming up with these new creative uh spices that that don't exist already and that people internationally then use so, which is really amazing to see um I don't know if you saw, but Texas Tandoori was actually listed in the Texas uh, Monthly Magazine as one of the 10 new spice mixes to try. Uh, that, I think that article just came out a few days ago. Um, you know, so we, we like that because we just started from you know, just friends. And now we have things on the market, things in magazines. And, and you, you, I'm sure you saw a Dallas Morning News article about us. Mm. And stuff so and people from american muslim today are interviewing us you know it's it's uh you get pretty far i guess when you just put your mind to something and try i think the level of exposure we've received from multiple angles is not something we were expecting yeah i would agree well, thank you for joining us this week from me and Maya. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at America Muslim Today. And if you'd like to read more about this story and access more digital content, feel free to check out our website, AmericanMuslimToday.com. We'll see you next week on The Muslim Viewpoint.